Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Over at Hyundai, they questioned everything to create the best Tucson ever. But did they think about if I watch something on my phone, am I still watching TV? Every inch of the new Tucson has been completely reimagined, resulting in an SUV loaded with available innovations both inside and out, from design to technology to safety. Every aspect of the new Tucson has been improved on. The SUV has been completely redesigned inside and out to create the best Tucson ever. They've got technology that turns my phone that I'm watching TV on into a digital key that lets me use it as a spare key. They've got a 10 and a quarter inch full touch infotainment screen and they've got LED daytime running lights that are stylishly hidden within the front grille, making them invisible when not in use. Not only does the Tucson look and feel cool on the inside, they haven't forgotten about safety and plenty of cargo space for us and the entire family. So find out all of the answers to your questions about the Hyundai Tucson. Learn more at Hyundai.com. Okay, here are reasons to try a Nest mattress. One, they have a mattress for every kind of sleeper. Two, Nest offers free exchanges within a 100-night trial. And three, save hundreds on everything bedroom-related, now through the summer at nestbedding.com. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Shade, back from gallivanting around Mexico with the bedside. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> Yet again. With the best eye brat, Glenn Pogue and Chels Pinky. Hello, ladies. Oh, everyone's got a little cocktail. Everyone's got a little drink. Good for you. Yes. I know. You're still on the clock. I'm still on the clickety clock. <laughs> What's popping, gals? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Not the best, but I'm just going <laughs> to start with my on red. All right. Jump in. On red or reply. Um, Today I'm leaving the whole situation with Dante Wright on red. Um, in case you don't already know, on April 11th at about 2 p.m., Dante, a 20-year-old father of a one-year-old, was murdered by Minnesota police. Um, the police force, the same police force who killed uh, George Floyd and Philando Castile and many others that didn't go viral, um, he called his mom when he was stopped, something that I can absolutely relate to. Like last time I was stopped, I called my mom crying. Um, this is something that I've literally done. Um, according to his mom, he was stopped because he had an air freshener in his rear view mirror. Um, first of all, that's a bullshit reason to stop someone. So I call bullshit. Um, but I digress. After being pulled over, the cops realized that Dante had two misdemeanor warrants out for his arrest. Not that it fucking matters, but the reports are saying that the warrants were for weed possession. He pled guilty, he filed for deferred payment, and it was sent to collections during a fucking pandemic. So the fines totaled to $346. So again, systematic racism, classism, the world we live in. By the way, any young people who are listening, 
Um, I know weed is legal in New York, but please don't smoke weed outside. You can still get a ticket for it. It's federally illegal. Anyways, back to Dante. I don't know. I'm just like, like there's there's never a reason to do something like that. But like the traffic, the traffic stop led to Dante being shot in the back. Um, he was murdered. Of course, the cops are like starting with their bullshit campaign saying that it was an accident. Um, I've held a gun. I've also held a taser. And there's no way in my brain that you can confuse the two. Guns are heavy. I also don't understand how you make that accident as like a professional, you know, a cop is a professional in some sense. And they should know the difference between their two weapons that they're carrying. Also, I'm just tired of all these quote unquote mistakes that are being like at the expense of black bodies. Like stop making mistakes. Tighten up if that's your job. So yeah, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm tired to have children. I'm, I'm scared to have children. I'm scared for myself. I'm scared for my friends. I'm scared for my family. Like, I'm so tired of seeing this. I'm not going to normalize it. So every time it happens, you're going to hear me talking about it. This is not normal. This is not like something that we can get used to. It literally needs to stop. And then on top of that, this like last week, a freaking like in uniform military lieutenant was also like stopped, a traffic stop, and he had guns drawn on him. Um, they tasered him, they peppered or pepper sprayed him in his face. And I'm also just confused, like, where's all the outrage about military and our troops, all the outrage mm-hmm. that Kaepernick faced when he was peacefully protesting and they were saying he was just disrespectful of our troops. I'm just so confused. And this is legit why if I ever get pulled over again in life i'm legit just cracking my window slipping my driver's license through the crack turning on my instagram live mm-hmm. calling someone like this is ridiculous and then the crazy thing about it is like you know we talk about police reform right and during the obama era they in you know enacted these body cameras and i feel like police reform is is fucking bullshit because now we have body cameras and the only thing that's changed is now we get to watch these traumatizing murders in real time. But besides that, they're still happening. They're still figuring out ways to like wiggle out of, you know, taking any responsibility or accountability. And I'm sick of it. And that's what I'm leaving on red. I'm not replying to shit this week. You racist ass police. Ooh, bro. It's fucking exhausting. Like, are y'all dead ass? And then I need to like fact check all of this, but I've been seeing all this stuff about how like, like the National Guard was deployed in response to protests in Minnesota after this killing. And then, you know, we did not see the National Guard deployed after Capitol insurrection. Okay, I will caveat. The National Guard has been there because they're nervous about the Derek Chauvin trials. So they're Mm, already like, they've already been ready to go. Like literally the day of the trial. they're They're nervous about property. Yeah. And I don't understand why property is worth more than people's lives the property this shit is wild i mean it's yeah. not wild it is just it is just continuing to be proven that this how this, that this is how this shit works and then as you were detailing the system that that this that this dude owed money this this like 300 some odd dollars in fee, in in fees that's nonsense and then like it, bro it's, it's like It's just like everything is just so like not balanced. Like if that happened to me, I could easily pay this, right? 
If that right. happened to so many people, they could easily pay the fees. But if that happened to so many people, they could easily not pay the fees. And then you have a warrant out for your arrest. Not yeah. that a warrant means that you should get shot in the back. Right, anyway. exactly. But like, well, that's why like defund the police isn't just a movement because people are like, oh, you know, the police are mean and they're bad. Like it's literally because like the system of policing is corrupt and it's like not intended to be beneficial or to like save people. Like it's literally for money. So it's just like very sick and twisted. Like people don't just feel this hatred towards cops as like the sole factor. It's also just because of like how unjust and like literally intended to continue to systemically oppress low income people like that is the whole concept behind policing so people think that like we're just walking around here being like angry and like anti-system or anarchist or whatever you want to call it but it just genuinely is not beneficial for our people at all it's that plain and simple and if you feel comfortable or you feel as though the police are doing something for you and your neighborhood good for you you probably live in a very homogenous wealthy affluent space yeah, and I've I've we've referenced this book, but I really encourage people to to read Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow. Um, in there, and it's something that has stuck with me. She literally interviewed cops, and they anonymously said, or a cop anonymously said, like he patrols in low income neighborhoods because it's literally like low hanging fruit, which is sick. Like these are people's lives. And like once someone gets involved in the system, it's like you're in there now. Absolutely. Not to like keep going on and on on this, but like I got a speeding ticket in Georgia. I was driving from Georgia to Florida and they do something called a super speeder ticket. So once you're going over a certain amount of miles, I think I was like 22 miles over the speed limit. You get your typical ticket. I think it was 150. Then it was an additional $200 for super speeding. So this is like $350. I paid it. But then I didn't know about this super speeder thing. And they were like, you need to pay this or else you're going to have a warrant. I'm like trying to figure stuff out. It's some like random county, like Valdosta, Georgia. I'm like calling people like literally I spent three days like trying to call people to see if like this ticket was off my record or like what was going on. And then finally, I got in touch with someone after like being on hold for hours and hours like it's 100% on purpose, like they don't give a shit. So then if I didn't do my due diligence and like sit on the phone and sit on hold with them, I could have had a warrant. You'd have warrant. Definitely yeah. Like that. And it's like, it's, it's just like, like thinking about the unbalance. I've had an experience with a police officer where I was allegedly smoking weed and the police officer found us. And I was with a friend whose dad is like a top lawyer in New York City. He came up immediately and like got it all thrown away. Like, it's just... Let's say, you know, the shit doesn't even matter because somebody can come in just throw the shit out. Y'all made stuff up. It's fraudulent. It's crazy. And my last thing is it then added a point on my goddamn insurance. So my insurance went up. Because they work in cahoots. Capitalism. (laughs) They're in cahoots, man. Okay. But I just wanted to say just RIP to people who have lost their lives. RIP to Dante. Yeah. I pray that his daughter grows up and understands that her dad, you know, did love her. And I don't know, it's just really sad. Senseless, didn't have to happen. At all. Just nonsense. Just, wow. This is and just Glenn, do you have bullshit. A, are you feeling positivity? <laughs> Mine is just so stupid. <laughs> yeah, um, I just came back from Mexico on a bachelorette trip. I feel so dumb talking about this. But anyway, um, 
Well, I just want to let you know, like, don't feel dumb. Like at the end of the day, we are still living and we have to be happy and try to find joy where we don't Yo, feel dumb. You're absolutely right. And actually the kind of leads me to my point. So um, yeah, I was in Tulum, like all the girls that have been going to Tulum over the past few months, I had my Tulum experience. Um, and in my just in the moment living my life, I just was posting, 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 didn't put nothing on close friends. Cause I'm like, why would I hide all of the glory that is this experience that I'm having and limit it to my close friends? Everybody about to see this ass in this G-string as I smoke this hookah in the beach club. <laughs> oh, So I was just like posting. And then like every, you know, people are just like, oh my God, I'm living like in my DMs and stuff. And then even like, as I'm back in New York and I'm running into people, even like co-workers they're like girl I was living for your stories and as people are starting to say this to me I'm starting to have these moments of like oh god was I doing too much ah why did I post all that Ooh, ah I shouldn't have done it Ooh, cringe ah ooh. so I guess this what I'm saying now is a, is a bit this of a, a red or a reply I'm getting there Shade. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> this is a mix of an on red or reply so I'm like replying to the fact that I lived my life Applying to the fact that I shamelessly was posting and whatever, and I'm leaving on read the thoughts that I had that I should like hide my joy and like be ashamed of like me being a fucking cute ass bad bitch in Tulum because I did send something to someone and they were like, I'm calling the police when I was sending them like some videos of me like twerking and stuff. You know, he's finna listen to this. I and... know, I'm like, but. <laughs> Um, and I went back and looked and I was like, no, this wasn't even that bad. Wow. I was over here thinking I was wilding. This is very not even that serious. So like, whatever. I was living my life. So to the girls that sometimes wake up the next morning and they're like, oh, what did I post? Whatever. It's going to, you know, go away in 24 hours. As long as you didn't like bust it wide open, like bust it, bust it. Live your life. And, and bust it open if you want if you want and if you want to if you're right. comfortable with that exactly Correct. you're right Chelsea it might get flagged by the Instagram um so the the girl that we all love who is getting married that I went to elementary school with she's on her bachelorette trip right now which I'm like loving and one of her hashtags is president of the black girl bougie club and I I'm love obsessed. that <laughs> I'm oh, I've been watching obsessed. all those stories I'm and like I'm oh, like, I get to be on another bachelorette trip Yes. I'm like, come on, Black Girl Bougie Club. Like, we deserve. We deserve. Well, Glenn, I'm really glad that you're stepping into your truth. (laughs) So I'm going to start with my on red. Um, I am really torn about this. Um, I'm leaving. I'm partially leaving online eulogies on red. I started to leave them on red. And then I replied later after I like had some time to process. So as you all know, DMX passed away. May he rest in peace. Very, very sad. But like when we weren't really sure if he was dead, people were like posting that he was he was he had passed away and like all these preemptive like tweets and posts about his death. And then when he like officially passed away, it happened again. And I just like find the Internet so strange when like people start going crazy and like posting about celebrities particularly when they pass because I'm just like I'm like wow like you really really like this person like this is 
intense. Um, I think this has a lot of things to do with my like Aquarian moon and an ability to kind of like hone into some of those emotions. Um, but then I thought about like maybe one of my favorite celebrities. I was going to say, Jay-Z died, away. Oh, if sad. Jay-Z died, it would be, it would turn into like a memorial, like a, like a memoriam of him on my page. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to reply. But at first I was like, this is very strange to me. And then I had to like process it in that lens. And then I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Like people really feel so connected to some of these like artists and Oh my God, this is so funny that you're saying this. Why? Yeah, because you're a Jay-Z fiend. Oh yes, 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 yes. But like, I guess because he's kind of like my main person, but like so many people have passed away this year and like last year. And every time I see the post, I'm like, do I need to post something? I'm like, I don't really feel like I'm no, sad. For many people, DMX is a main person. Like I think right. people forget how huge of an artist he is. Well, him, yes, I get it. But in general, I just find the concept bizarre and then I had to like sit down and I some people wrote like really beautiful like in feed posts about him and like all this stuff and I was like okay okay I get it I get what you're doing you're it's like very much like a mourning process for you just as though it could have been like your brother or your uncle or like someone you personally knew so yeah can I just add I think in part it's like a cultural moment and a conversation that people are having together they're sharing and that's, and that's where, where you have your it weirds issue. me out yeah but I do think I was thinking about this too when I was thinking like how we are often the sum of like our idols or like the music that we love or these the things that we read the stories that we've been told and like people are this like Part, part of DMX's story is a part of other people or like the ways that they've been yeah. able to identify with him has made them understand themselves more mm-hmm. so when those people pass it's like they've really lost a part of themselves you know so I think yeah. that was true for a lot of people and it is for when they're when like celebrities die yeah, yeah it's like what they represent like when Kobe died like it was the same thing you know it's like that representation yeah, it's not like very bizarre as well. their childhood it's their yeah. city it's yeah their, it makes sense to it's me it's a time in their life like that yeah it's bigger than even the person sometimes yeah maybe also, you grew up in a like in a situation similar to dmx's which like mm. i don't know if you guys heard his story but it's yeah insane, it's really sad like, his life and what he was able to overcome and what slash what he was dealing with and like the religious aspects, like it's actually crazy. I think what I do want to leave on red is when people just like repost just to post. And maybe that's just my own personal dislike, but like when it becomes like trendy to post someone who passed away, like, I just think that's strange. I don't know. That's just me. Like not even thinking about it. You just see a photo of DMX and you're like, Oh, he passed away. Everyone's posting him. I'm going to post him too. Like fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like bringing his ancestral, you know, energy to light on your page. But I just like get a little cringed out when it's like, like people who I know who I'm like, you've probably never heard a DMX song in your life and or know who he really is Everyone's but you're just DMX like repre- oh no 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 these were some of the girls some they of were the playing girls. dmx at trinity no they no, were playing no, it at colgate no. they okay and if i say who sang this they would be like kendrick lamar like they don't know they make sure they know so. the song i mean i know, know dmx songs 
and I've definitely gone up to them and I've, and I've, there's definitely distinct moments in my childhood that I remember DMX being a part of and stuff, but I didn't post just a picture. Cause I felt like I didn't have anything to say or like, like a thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel like I, it was enough. I do feel you on like adding to the ancestral, like, let's just memorialize this person collectively. Yeah. I don't think there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with that. But I, for that same reason, I felt like, mm, am I just like doing this? Like, does this feel right? I'm just like, not going to do it. I feel like if you're doing it to just be trendy, that's weird. But if you're thinking exactly. and you don't write a long paragraph, that's totally fine too. You're remembering someone's life. And I think there was a post where um, Charlemagne was being interviewed and they were like asking about DMX and they were like, when DMX is gone, he will be, everyone will talk about it. It will be trending all over the internet because mm-hmm. that's how important he is to the culture. And I feel like posting it like shows that. And it's, I don't know if I were in his family, the, the post about him dying before he died, that was weird. But I think it was also the, the, the way he died, like the brain dead. And like, it was just kind of confusing to understand right. when he actually died. But I think the post in general about how much he touched people, I feel like his family probably appreciated that. Like, wow, like so many people care about the fact that our family member is gone and like he touched so many lives. So I think it's, I think it's kind of beautiful. Definitely. This is my own thing that I struggle with whenever a celebrity passes away. Like I always get slightly weirded out by Instagram eulogies, but I'm navigating this. I think because it feels so easy to just click, click, like repost and put it in your story. And it just feels so like transactional for lack of a better word. It's so easy. Like I just just, like, did I put enough? But everyone mourns differently and everyone handles death differently. So like, if you don't want to post, don't post. But I think it's totally fine if that makes someone feel good. Yeah, um, that's true. Do that. Yes. If that act, even if it was just all it took was a click, something about that could be like, like uh, cathartic for some cathartic alleviating for the individual. Totally. Absolutely. And then you've like added to something and you're in it with other people. Yeah. I feel you. I've had those same kind of thoughts, Shade, which is why I didn't post. But then I was like, I didn't post. (laughs) I didn't either because I just felt like it would be like, disingenuous of me in a way I don't know whatever we could we'll talk about this for like and I started watching all thousand hours and like his like relationship with God like it was just so interesting oh my god I'm in the middle of watching the behind the music and it's wild oh oh my god and then his intro to the um when Aaliyah died like I know so now I'm like imagining them both in heaven together thinking about that too yeah okay now my reply Sorry, guys. This is a long one. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, On a very lighter note, I am replying to our guest today. um, The cheat code. Just you're going to find out more about this podcast. Um, The two hosts are coming on the show very shortly, but I'm obsessed with this show. Like it was so juicy and so fun. And I'm actually a podcaster who doesn't listen to podcasts so the fact that this like caught my attention and I was like excited for like the next episodes is just indicative of the fact that it is so damn good but it also made me think about like different concepts of relationships so if you guys know me my line is I don't believe in monogamy um and 
this really was interesting because you get to hear how they navigated their lives. They were in unhappy marriages, their concepts on different relationship types. And it's more than just, I think, like a messy, you know, kind of juicy story. It like makes you think a lot about relationship choices, um, partnerships, how to navigate, like being in an unhappy marriage and morals, like so many different topics come up around it. And they're just both very eloquent speakers, beautiful voices, just all good things. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear the episode because this is so long. I'm gonna tell y'all a quick hotline bling. Um, I keep getting DMs of nude because uh-uh. I have my IG handle and my Tinder. And when I tell you these men are bold, honey, I have multiple just dick pics in my phone. Some were very creative. I have to give them, you know, an A plus for effort. Some were just nasty. Some were just, mm. so I think I might do like a course on like how to take a good dick pic or something. No, I think there's the no such thing. Help. That's weird. Don't there is there. Oh, no, 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 no. There's such thing. There is such thing. I have some on my phone that I go back to still. Do we have a black girl doing shit? My good sis, that's a black girl doing yes. shit. Okay, I have two. Because we were talking about loss and because we were talking about bougie black girls, um, did y'all hear that? Garen, Ashley Garen Taylor, she was on um, Baldwin Hills, passed away. Um, I don't know if you watched the show, Shade, but I did, but I don't remember. She was like the, the model, show. the model girl, the girl. Oh, okay. She dated okay. Mariah. She was the girl. And when I think about like these girls that we like kind of grew up with, and we were talking earlier about the bougie black girl, whatever, she was like one of those, like, yeah, she was one of those, like, people like one of she comes to mind um and that show in 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 general was like the first of its kind for us to see that type of representation of like black people in society um so I always kind of remembered those characters and tried to like figure out like where they are and where they what they were up to and stuff um so it was very sad to hear that she passed only 30 years old she has a daughter I think she's the daughter is like six or seven which is very very sad tragic um, she passed of lupus. Um, oh, yeah, which is just like oh, no. terrible. Um, so yeah, prayers to her and her family. I yeah, I've been looking at all the tributes and love people have been giving her. Um, someone else I want to celebrate is Chantel. She runs a movement called Empowering Little Naturals. So Empowering Little Naturals is in part. Um, a collection of online courses for parents to help develop self-empower- their self-empowerment toolboxes to help their children, uh, their brown-skinned daughters, I'm sorry, become self-aware, confident, and bold. And Chantel, she um, developed Empowering Little Naturals because she struggled for over 15 years, she says, um, because she has 
natural kinky hair and dark skin. And for so long, she didn't think she was beautiful because of it. And she was an educator in private and charter schools for over 13 years. And she still is. And she's she's witnessed many brown skinned girls going through similar experiences that she went through. And she thought it was important for her to share her healing and transformative journey with families in order to continue the journey to uplift and empower our little Black girls today. So she does sessions that if you are a mother of a little natural, you can tap into. Um, you can go to her website, empoweringlittlenaturals.com to learn more. That's a beautiful movement. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Okay, so stepping into the group chat, we have Jason Bevez and Andrea O'Brien from the Cheat Code Podcast. Y'all already know I told y'all on my reply, which is a segment that we do um, where we kind of like speak about things that we are not here for for the week and that we are here for. And I replied to your podcast because when I knew you were coming on, I binged like crazy. I had my cousin binging. She literally was like, I gotta go. I gotta go listen to the podcast. I'm going for a walk. But anyways, we're so, so, so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining the Black Girls Tech. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us for real. This has been probably one of the podcasts that I have truly binged since like serial and I'm dying to know why did you both decide to do this podcast you want to start you're better at you're better at this (laughs) okay so we did not start by deciding to do this particular podcast so Jason and I like to talk we talk a lot we talk about everything so we had some friends who were actually doing a podcast called Raising Rebels which is about raising free black children oppressed parents raising free black children. um and so they were part of domino sound and we had met and we were like oh we're interested in doing a podcast just talking about general nonsense like we're experts on nothing we're just going to talk we're going to talk about you know crap pop culture whatever um and we went to dinner with two of the folks from domino sound who ended up producing our podcast and they asked us how we met so we told them our story over dinner and they're just sitting there like, <laughs> like slack jawed. Literally. And, and we're like, wait, what? So they're like, no, 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 no. That is your this podcast. This is your podcast. Right. And one, our producer, Kenya Denise, who um, kind of helped us put the podcast together, she wrote an outline and was like, this, this is what it is. And then we filled in the whole outline and kind of wrote it together. And that became. But we were also like, I don't know. Yeah, we had to go pray on it and sleep on it for a while. And, <laughs> you know, make sure that we weren't, you know, there's a lot of considerations, you know, mm-hmm. sure that we're not, you know, we wanted to tell our truth and tell our story, but not bring in unfairly anybody else who was part of it, you know, and that's a very delicate balance. Um, so that was like our biggest yep. apprehension was like, you know, we're entitled to tell our truths, but again, is this fair? Yeah. yeah. Without, without giving away too much though, because I feel like a few listeners might be like, wait, 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 what is the podcast even about? <laughs> um, could you give us like a general overview about, of what it's about? So the cheat code is the story of our affair told over 10 episodes. And what that means is not like me and Jason together and we're cheating on each other. It is, I'm married, he's married, we have families and we are less than content and we happen upon each other and decide that this is what we're going to do mm-hmm. and it, we tell it over 10 episodes and just to caveat it when we recorded we are now 10 years removed from everything that happened so 
we tell it with humor and we tell it with fun. And this is just how we actually talk to each other. But we can say it like that because in the middle of it, it felt like hell. But <laughs> 10 right. years out, we can tell the story with a little hindsight. Right. 10 year perspective, which um, if we had done the podcast in real time, it wouldn't have, it would yeah, not no. have been that version of the cheat code. It would have been something, right. it would have been miserable. We couldn't have done it. It would have been like, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. You know, it, so um, yeah. I think that's important. If um, anyone who hasn't listened, who is, who is planning on listening, think back contextually that this is 10 years of reflection, growth, reapplication of lessons, I mean, all those things that go into like an evolving human. Yeah. I can't lie. <laughs> I like the mess. I'm into the messiness. Of it. <laughs> and I feel bad for being like, damn, I'm like all in a business and I like this. Like, how did you think it was going to be perceived by listeners? Well, we knew we were going to get dragged by some people, which yeah. we did. Uh, <laughs> we got okay. clearly dragged by some people and that's fine. Um, and I think that we, 10 years later, we're here for some of the mess too, because some of these stories are hysterical and, you know, it's stuff that we've talked through and we've learned through. And I mean, just being real, the scandal was fun. Like it was like, we even worried like, damn, when we get into a regular relationship, is this going to be as fun? Because we were on serious creep mode. There was espionage levels that were like ridiculous. Oh my God. There was like breaking rules. Breaking rules. Breaking there was rules, cheating rules and all of that. Yeah, there was like <laughs> I'm gonna drop you off at this corner and just walk around the corner like you've been here the whole time. Just you know, brush yourself off. It was it was it Pay was messy. Cash. It was mess. Pay cash. Don't use the credit card. It was messy. Oh shit. <laughs> um, so there was. I mean. In order to have lived this story, we kind of had to be here for some of the mess as well. Right. I think for, for me also, it was, we wanted, we hoped that people would talk about these things in their own situations. Yeah. And that's the, the biggest takeaway that I have personally. Like people come to us and say, listen, I went home and to my partner about a lot of the things that I may or may not necessarily see in my relationship, but I am now concerned about because everything seems cool and then all of a sudden it wasn't for you all and that's that was my ideal response I know it's it was messy it was not easy um there is especially as black people you know yeah I'm not supposed to tell all your business we told all our business mm -hmm. and that is Oof. frowned upon in our community um and that's cool because everyone has their opinions and entitled you know entitled to them but it made, it helped people have conversations in their own lives. And that's what's up. And so that's what, you know, was the biggest takeaway for me. We also got a lot of inboxes like, girl, I done done this too. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like of the amount of- Black women don't cheat. Just exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Except we all have, we all have advice for our friends. Right? After Bible study, it is- <laughs> Back to the crib. I'm just saying, but it is, it was hysterical because for every girl that's cheated, you have a girlfriend that you talking to, about, to, about all of this. And, you know, she's like, girl, don't go to that hotel. That one, you know, if that's on front street, go to this one, or don't go to this restaurant. There's always, there's a whole 
manual and side piece ritual book <laughs> <a green> book. <laughs> that, <laughs> that exists somewhere and everybody knows not the, the green book. Break up. <laughs> green Wait, we were actually curious because you've mentioned that on the show, there's a couple of times that you'll say like, this is rule number one for the side chicks. Don't do this. If you're creeping around, don't do that. Um, you mentioned earlier, like pay in cash. Not that we're promoting no. on this show. No, but I if don't. you were to offer some tips to cover your tracks. <laughs> How does one do this semi-successfully? Right. Stay, stay the hell off social media is one. Yeah. Go old school. Get your damn phone. Get a bat phone. Get a Blackberry. Because those are untraceable. <laughs> we we weren't about. very successful. We weren't successful. We eventually, <laughs> I got caught early. You, right, you revealed yours. But um, it, honestly, I mean, not promoting this, but the reality is if this is a lifestyle you embark on and you're not a good liar and you can't handle the attention of two people and you're not going to put in the work equally, because that's how that's how we failed. I can't manage two relations. I'm just not good at it. I'm like, I need the attention of the person that I want the attention from and who, whatever else is falling on the wayside. And if you have a partner that's tuned in, they're going to find out. They're going to know. They're either just not saying anything to you because they don't want to say anything or they're waiting for the hard end. So oh. I don't know if there's a good way to do it. And I think it's also important, the, the types of cheaters. I think it's like anything else. So I think you have people, and then I have you think on the other end of that spectrum, you have people who are not going to cheat because they will change their circumstance for many reasons. And then you have anywhere in between. In between, and to your point about uh, this, it was the stress of it and being built for that. I thought I was, and I wasn't. <laughs> I thought I was Playboy number one, and I was hard, and this is bad. <laughs> and I don't want to do this. It's interesting, though. I think if people would examine themselves before they even go into a relationship, like we have language now, because we're in our 40s, so you know, we all just tell. There's language now that did not even exist for us now. Like, so mm. for example, Jason just said there are people who are going to, they just cheat. Those people, for all we know, could be polyamorous and never be meant to be in a monogamous relationship. Ah. And we're trying to fit into society's rules because that's what we're told we're supposed to do. And it, it's not for them. But we're supposed to yep. be in these relationships with these types of people and the shit ain't never going to work for you. And so it's like that kind of work that you need to do up front to figure out if this is what you even want. And I think both of us, we tried our best to make a life that we were supposed to make. And it, it just would have never worked with the partners that we chose, mm. just for whatever reason. It just never would have. Not be happy. No, I if that's you, a requirement. I think you could have figured out a way to stay together. <laughs> Staying together and being happy are not always the same thing. Mm. Right. So two questions for you. This is this, this one thing we always go back and forth with on our show. In a relationship, passion or stability do you have to choose between the two if you, if you had, had to choose, to choose which, which one, one would you choose <laughs> yeah so I started out choosing stability in my first match um and, and clearly that ain't work <laughs> um I think you you can choose I think you can have both but I think you kind of have to decide for yourself like I'm going to be stable so whoever else comes is not going to knock me off of my stability thing um and I when I got married, I didn't think I was a stable person. And so I looked for that stability. My dad was super stable. So, you know, I looked for that first before anything else and friendship and we were friends and he was super stable. And so our lives were, but there was always something missing. And I think because of who we are, Jason and I, we are, we're passionate people. 
alone and together. So because we're both passionate alone, we're, that's never going to change. And we also both crave stability for different reasons. So I can count on, he's super dependable to me, but that doesn't make him boring at all. And I thought you could only have one, but I think you just have to figure out. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> that's nice to hear. Thank you. I mean, you know. If I had, I think it's two, I have two thoughts. One is, it's interesting that you all asked about these two things, passion and stability as an and or, because I think it matters what mat- what's important to you as an individual. And so stability for me is not an, as important as other things as character or as compatibility, compatibility um, from a friendship standpoint, because I know how to take care of myself. And I know how to take care of everything that I need to take care of um, my, from a family perspective. And so if the, if, if the characteristic in Andrea was not stability, not stable, I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, I think it would depend on whether or not that was indicative of other things that I don't want, like somebody who is not willing to work for the things that she wants or something like that. But I don't, if I had to choose one to be passionate, but it's because i prioritize passion but passion is part of connection passion is part of the energy connection that I need to have with Andrea my partner if I'm going to be happy and so that's how I would rank it but again I think what I didn't do enough of was figure out what those things were that were important one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and I found a couple of those, a couple of those things that was that were high on the list, like passion. I had good passion with my ex, and you know we were very much physically attracted to each other. But we had a whole bunch of different ideas on how a life should work, building a life together. And then when those things started flushing out, I realized, wait a minute, I really do need to know how you feel about uh, higher education or how you feel like, about yeah, we got kids, you know, like <laughs> you know, and and more about your, what your career goals are, and so. Um, I didn't prioritize other important things. I didn't really know yet to. And so that's part of the reason why we failed. Yeah. Plus yeah. Pisces and I'm a Scorpio. So passion is really, really high up there. Oh, like, super high <laughs> up there. So that's kind of a need. And you're a super Scorpio. I'm a super I'm Scorpio. I'm a super Pisces. <laughs> like I'm feeling emotional right now. <laughs> yeah, you got emotions about your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know this was probably like super therapeutic for you two. Was it therapeutic for you and your exes? Uh, So (laughs) I don't know. Um, I did tell my ex. I don't know that he's listened. We have a, we went to college together. So we have a friend circle in common. I know they listened. So I'm sure he's got the gist of it. Um, He is not someone that I couldn't have a conversation with. There's no real need now at this point. Like he's remarried and all that stuff. And, but he is the type of person that if we had the conversation, it would be enlightening and we would, it would be revealing. And we are both people who would probably take it and think about it. Application is a different thing. I don't know, but um, we don't really, I don't, I don't know. We don't have conversations around our relationship at all anymore. Our conversations are strictly around our, um, our daughter and just kind of how we are surprised that we made someone so dope. That's pretty much what our conversations are now. So it, it could have been, I don't know, but I'm sure he heard a lot of things. See if he's listened that he ain't know before, which Ooh. was scary, <laughs> which was scary. 
I had so so we did the same thing. I, I made sure to tell my ex that the show was coming out. I, she's with somebody. Um, I don't know what that man knows or do, or didn't know. Johnny Johnson. <laughs> Not at yeah. all. I wish. I hope he listened too, because we know who he is. I wish <laughs> she was and with petty, Johnny Johnson because I wish it was worthwhile for her. But that's a whole different thing. <gasps> oh, that took me out. <laughs> Listen, so, um, and she never, we never spoke about it together again. I'm, look, if it was me, I would have listened. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. It, I, I Hell yeah. So I am, I would have listened to everyone every single, you know, so every week. And so I'm not sure if she listened. Um, I wasn't concerned. Of, I'm not concerned about it only because there is... Anything, to Andrea's earlier point, anything that we had to discuss from a relationship standpoint, we had that opportunity and that's gone. And so if there's information from the podcast that helps her understand whatever, whatever she may have unreconciled, I hope so, because I stand by it all. I I stand by every word. And so there may be truths in there that either she didn't see or agree with, or maybe I wasn't able to express in the way that I was able to express X years later. Um, To that extent, if there's anything in there that's able to help her understand the type of parent and co-parent that I'm trying to be and what went into those decisions, if that's meaningful to her, then that's cool. Otherwise, you know, like I said, I I stand by every word and I stand by my truth. So that part was easy. I do hope this though. I hope that um, they both would understand now that we know it's like, it's not all your fault. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if if that's what it came across as back when it was happening, we recognize that like at times it was 50% you and 50% me. At times it was 90% me and 10% you. Like mm. just depending on the year and time in our time in our marriage and relationship, mm-hmm. we share the whole fuck up blame. Like we share it. Um, and a lot of it came from our internal shit and their internal shit. And so we just had demons that didn't play well together period like that's pr- pretty much what it is and Ooh, I like that phrase <laughs> I like that a lot <laughs> lord I'm like I got demons that don't play well with a lot of people <laughs> amen amen <laughs> I really like something um like the spiritual element that you both would talk about I think it was like in later episodes where like I think you wanted things to happen and they weren't happening and you both were kind of like you know what there's a plan out there there's a higher power energy that like is causing these roadblocks. Maybe it's just not meant to be right now. And I was like, you know what? This is a beautiful way to like deal with what you're going through, especially because I might be like, what the hell? What's really good? But you stay positive. You stayed the course. And I wonder, do you think you were meant to meet? Like this was all kind of meant to happen. Yeah, I absolutely do. Because we had so many opportunities to meet before our circles are dumb close we and somehow we did not grown up with the same people mm-hmm. and we would miss each other by literally minutes or hours at certain times mm-hmm. homecomings um i went to hampton homecoming his freshman year and hung out with his whole crew yeah i went because i went to a friend of mine um went to hampton and we went and somehow he was like, "Oh, I don't know them girls. I'm, I'm gonna go hang out with these no, people." I he was the were, only one I not there. We were all stuck up. Well, we were stuck up. I didn't want to. 
and I didn't want to rock with and I, I didn't want to rock with y'all. But you so went I to went, Hampton, duh, stuck up girls. I have my own stuck up girls to hang out with. Like I didn't want to hang out with new stuck up. <laughs> no, but we um, I think so. I think yeah. that um, we've almost crossed paths a lot. I think that what we're doing now, like we couldn't be doing what we're doing now, having these conversations if we didn't go through everything we were supposed to go through. Um, the way, the way I got found out was so stupid and ridiculous and I don't want to reveal it, but after months of being careful, I was not careful one time. And it was like, my ex was like, damn, caught you. So it was, things would just happen. And then roadblocks would come at different points in our relationship where it felt almost like the universe was like, you guys are not ready to be together and last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not right now. And everything, like there was all, and then the moment that we were supposed to be, it just became easy. The kids meeting, the families meeting, everything became like, all right, so y'all worked and what have you, and you're at a place now where you can handle this. So we'll pull back the curtain here and then we would have to work a little bit more. So it feels like, it feels like that. I, I agree. I think that the universe kept bringing us back to, to a, together place in a natural way we weren't we weren't endeavoring to do this we weren't chasing each other around Mm -hmm. we weren't texting each other 40 50 60 times an hour we weren't doing any of that it was a natural um a a natural facebook uh, scenario we would jump on together (laughs) scenario (laughs) but I would, I remember being very casual because we're married. You know what I mean? Yeah. We weren't leaving our marriages. So it was like, okay, if, you know, however this happens or doesn't happen, that's, I'm, I'm good with it. And as we started progressing and as we started falling in love, really, mm-hmm. it became harder and easier. It became more difficult because, okay, now I'm really falling for this person. Like, And I want to see you and all those things. That's a no-go. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's a problem. And so the more, but I surrendered it in that sense. And by not pursuing or not over pursuing or under just kind of letting it become whatever it was to become. I'm I'm sure you get this question all the time, but I'm going to ask it anyways. (laughs) Does it affect your relationship now? Is there any like feeling of, okay, I know what this person is, is capable of like any nervous feelings ever, any moments of doubt? The work that we do with each other and on ourselves is very different than what we were doing in our last relationship. I don't even think we knew how to start that work or that we needed the work. The level of transparency that we have around how we started, around what we're, our baggage and our PTSD and all that stuff is hard and it's real. And, you know, I, I know who Jason is. And so I know what he's capable of. And for me, it's like, Bruh, you know, if we get to that point where you even need to, you feeling itchy in any way, you need to just tell me because <laughs> I tell you, like, lying is hard and cheating is hard and neither of us want to do that shit again, ever. Like, we just don't want to do it again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is this, I, like, with my ex and I, we met in college, we were young, there were things that we didn't like to admit to ourselves. Like, we always say, as a society, when people want attention, we say that, like, it's a bad thing. 
The fact of the matter is everybody friggin' wants attention. You have to figure out what kind of attention you want, how you need it, who you need it from, and lean into that shit. Because if you sitting there like, I don't need attention, I don't even look at myself in the mirror, blah, 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 and the first, and you really are craving it, the first person that looks at you, you're going to eat that shit up. Yep. And there was an element of that in my last relationship where it was like, wanting attention was a bad thing. And I'm like, so you don't want attention? Like, you know what I mean? And there's so much that we do, whether it's the car we drive, what we wear, we love attention. So we make such things, such dirty words, and then we go about filling those voids anyway. And so that just sets your relationship up for failure. And, and I, and I think that for me, like, it's, it's, it's a, that's that level of honesty. Like, look, I like to eat. I want attention. This is like, to just be able to say that to someone without judgment Yes. This is who the hell I am. And these are the major gaps that needs that need filling. I will try to do most of that work. <laughs> but I just this is what I need from you. Truthfully and honestly and not lying like, oh, flowers on Valentine's Day don't matter to me. Yes, the hell they do. And we can have an honest conversation about whether or not, you know, I agree. Right. And I may hate Valentine's Day, but at least we know where each is coming right. from. You spend so much time necessarily, but but you spend so much time trying to send your representative, trying to be the cool girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't stress him about this. I don't stress him about that. No, stress me. Let you let me know up front <laughs> what you're going to stress me about. Let me have an informed decision. And I think I spent a lot of time trying to pretend that, and and it, I didn't even know I was pretending, trying mm-hmm. to be this person that is palatable to the man I'm with. Mm-hmm. That it just fucked me up. <laughs> so you know i just oh these things don't matter these things, but they did matter and so Listen. Now like i want a gift yes then, i do <laughs> but then it also reinforces in on the other side if you're not telling me and i don't know what these problems are mm-hmm. and so you have a front for lack of a better word or a representative i think is a better way to put it and then but there's resentment or yeah, anger you're failing me. or you're failing the real what, me. What, whatever <laughs> it is that's happening outside of that internally. And I'm like, but what you mean? We had this conversation. You, you said, ain't want the flowers. I said, <laughs> you want some flowers? You said, no. <laughs> See, this is how I know we are all fellow podcasters. Cause y'all just answered my next question without me even asking it. Like we were going <laughs> to ask, like, what do you think about society that impacts, you know, cheating and the way we look at things. And you, I think you just said it right then and there. And listen to those words very clearly, listeners, because I spent a good chunk of money in therapy just figuring out what Andrea just summed up in a good <laughs> three minutes. So save your coin. <laughs> no, still go to therapy. Still go to therapy. Still go, still go. But you, y'all won't have to do yeah, definitely you know, 10 hours on, on attention because she just cleared it up right then and there, which I wish I knew. It's, it's facts. And I think, especially as Black women, we want yes. to be like, we're cool. Everything's fine. It's all good. I'm not the needy black girlfriend, but no, F out of here. Yeah, I'm not going to nag. Right. No, going to nag. No. Needy. Need the things. <laughs> I need it. Where the flowers at? Where the flowers at? You know. And if it turns dude off or whoever it is off, then. It's not a match. You know, then, then and that's okay too. And but then, is it for black women? Like we are so programmed to go get the time. shit that it's like you just, you it's, fall into the crap. <laughs> You it's fall the into time, the crime, you know. Yes, it's saving yourself the time. And in my twenties and thirties, I wasn't leaving my, and, and I wasn't stressed around marriage or anything like that. But I was always in a relationship, and 
there's probably times when I should have just been getting to know myself, but I didn't, I never gave myself. But we have this expectation that you really shouldn't be able to be fully you. Um, and also there should, you know, mystery is good. You know, there's some shit that's just like, that's not for you. If, you know, you, there could be sex toys that are together and sex toys that are just for me. And that shouldn't bother you. Like there should be things that we Say can that. have, can have on our own, but it's, it's like years of learning that years. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm so glad you guys are on. You're so likable. And I feel like any of our listeners who haven't listened, like go listen to the cheat code podcast. It's, it's amazing. We're waiting so for good. new episodes though. Like what's going to say, what's good. What, what are we doing? Season two is coming. Season two is coming. We're just oh, yes. in a little cray. Yeah, <laughs> Pandemic so. was quick. 2020 was some shit. Got my alerts on because y'all are amazing <laughs> storytellers and it is just so so good to hear thank, you. Thank, thank you. you thank you is there anything else any other inside scoops you may have for us this is we like to we spill the tea here so you know we try to yes. get the yes yes i don't know what we're allowed to say so you say it so i don't want to get in trouble so our team domino sound is our family yeah great team um but i talk a lot sometimes and i get <laughs> I get us in trouble. So. I don't want to get nobody in trouble. Okay. No, but well, Andrea, we'll I do. Just well, we'll, right. so, Me too. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so Domino Sound is a, a production company uh, owned by queer black women. And so they, they do a lot of different things. So Jason is working on a solo project of his own. Yes. Um, that will be coming this year. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's a, can I say the name? Yes. Am I allowed of course. To? It's yeah. called No Pretense. Yeah. And uh, Jason is, he's a safe space for black men, black manning, but it's also like owning your bullshit, owning your bullshit. And so there's going to be some hard, some real hard truths and some real hard conversations Mm -hmm. for black people that are not ready to own their bullshit and not ready to challenge some things. Um, Black men in particular who have issues around women, society, homophobia, all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be yes. interesting. There's a lot of evolution going on on that. Um, the host of Raising Rebels, Malika Radway, and I have a new podcast out called Triggered, where we basically can, anything that we consume in media, whether it's old stuff, new stuff. I watched something this week and I was in my feelings and we just kind of talk about it. We start out with pulling our tarot for the day, talking about our feelings, and then each list three things. So one of the things, and I'll drop um, one hit. We do an episode on Malcolm and Marie. (laughs) So that will will be out. Um, We also do like, it'll just be anything. Like I found a, a web a web series called Juju about uh, three black women, three black witches from Brooklyn. And they're in their twenties. It Juju a website. Yes. I heard about that. Yes. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So it's just little things that we consume that we're just like, the world needs to know about it. Go, you know, go do it. We are also hoping to bring the cheat code to other mediums. Yeah. So yeah, that, 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 it could be on a show for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to do. Please, that, 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 I could see it. To play, man. You want Michael B. Jordan to play? Up to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that Lori Harvey can act, so we're not. But <laughs> I think he can pull off. I think he can pull off. A me. young you. I think so. He's right just he, he's there now. I'm he's not even talking now. to you right now. I'm obsessed. Uh, Jason, send me the sign up uh, for the black men that need help. I, 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 will, I will. I will. It is. Um, it is something I'm proud of and scared of. I think, as fellow creatives, you know, when you put yourself out for consumption, 
people got opinions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, but um, I'm, I'm really, I, I love this art. I love this genre. But, and um, I think for us, we also, we have daughters all coming up. Um, and so we're in our forties and I'm like, the fact that we don't talk means generations and generations behind us go through the same shit. For yeah. No reason. Right. And so I don't think that we'll in any way get rid of all those things, but I do think that if I can say to a woman or a man younger than me, check your shit out internally before you even bother with this or why you think you're doing this or whose relationship or marriage you had been looking at trying to emulate, like go dig into that relationship. Was that shit really good? Cause it might not have been. Um, or even think about, do you want kids? Do you, when do you want kids? What kind of like, and I think the advent of social media has helped people share in a way that we just didn't have. Um, mm. And we're, you know, we're Gen Xers, so most of us are in our 40s, maybe late 30s at the very latest. So we still haven't learned how to share and have those conversations. And so that's really how that, how this came about. It was like, we had folks that are like, that we know that are like, can we get on a Zoom with y'all and have these conversations? And I'm like, oh, we didn't want to get into personal conversations and relationships. Like, we weren't ready for that. <laughs> but, you know, that it's it, it felt like it let people have permission to speak about their shit. And that's really, and that's everything. That. That's everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've loved having you on. Can you just tell our listeners where they can find you on social media or reach out to you? Yes, please. Go ahead. Oh, so uh, on Instagram, it's the Cheat Code Podcast, as well as on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. Um, I'm Andrea Joy 08 and Jason is Jason.Vivez and those are both on Instagram. Right. And the cheat code is the dot cheat code dot pod. And you can, uh, there's a link tree on our, um, IG page to all of our, where you can find the podcast and also a link to our company, um, that we work with Domino Sound, who's our family. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you for having we told y'all to tune in to the cheat code. Don't yourself. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Bye. What would you do? Okay. So this week's What Would You Do? It says, Dear BGT, I make 60K and my man makes 90K. So he didn't get a stimmy, but I did. <laughs> we live together and I was going to just take my stimmy and put it towards my student loan debt. I wasn't going to buy anything crazy. I was going to be responsible. But he made a joke the other day that I should be sharing the wealth and give him some of my stimmy since he pays a larger portion of the household uh, bills. Should I split my stimmy with my... (laughs) (laughs) Sir, I know you're not coming for this fucking (laughs) $1,400. Not should I share my stimmy with my man. That shit is so funny. I'm crying. Sir, it's giving oh, Carrie Bradshaw, she's typing at the computer. <laughs> she's like, the question is, my, my man? I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> yeah. In a pandemic, do you share your emergency response funds with your lover? <laughs> um, I, I say absolutely not. I, I think your first inc- inclination was correct. Put it towards something that is that can help you and y'all in the long run. If y'all get married or something, take him to dinner. Boom. Yeah, I agree. I didn't even think about the fact that like if you guys are together, you having less debt is good for him too. So like, pay off your debt. 
that's that. Like, that's what's, it. I'm like, why she not in? Like, yeah. <laughs> Got nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, y'all know it's a big fat hell no for me, girl. Go pay them student loans. If you want to take him to dinner, you can, but I, I just take your 1400 and get those loans down. Or, you know, whatever debt you have that has the highest interest rate, that's what I would advise. I just feel like your man kind of sounds like Mitch McConnell or a Republican <laughs> because that is not a lot of money. That is a tiny little stimmy. That's not Mitch. anything for you in your life. So like, why is he trying to come for it? What is he about to do with that? I know that is crazy. It's not like a big lump sum. Now, if you had no. like, if you won like a million dollars and you didn't give your man anything, I would kind of be like, okay, maybe don't love him that much. I don't know. In my opinion, if I had like a big lump sum, I'll right. give my loved one some, but like it's $1,400. That's a fucking joke. That is so hilarious to me, especially because she wants to put it towards a debt. So nobody is seeing that money. It doesn't count. You, nobody sees it. It doesn't even right. Actually, sis, actually, hold up. Don't even put that towards your student loans because I stopped paying mine. I think Biden's going to help us. Uh, oh, yeah, them. facts. I'm not even touching <laughs> money. Don't, don't wow. listen to us. Don't, no, don't, don't listen, listen to, them. to us. But I haven't paid my student loans in two years. <laughs> I'm like, defer, defer. I've been deferring and deferring and deferring. <laughs> and I'm just waiting on the day. He's going he's to he's announce it and be like, all student loan debt is cleared, you know, a certain price range or something. I know he's going to do it. And then you're going to be mad. Like, damn, I, I spent that 1400 on a So what do you want loans. her to get? A bag? I don't want her to get anything. She might have some credit card debt. I don't know. She might have a car note. She, she could put it on something else. But not to pay back the man. Not no Sally man. Anyway, oh, it's girl. a good point. Good luck. Um... Don't listen to them and have the IRS come for you. Or I don't even know if it comes You're still to you. in, you still got till September before they come in to collect. So just November wait and see. Now. Oh, look at that. Do your own mm-hmm. Googles. <laughs> also, where's my stimmy? I'm still waiting. What in the world? You didn't get a stimmy? I'm not still getting one. Get it. I don't think I'm going to get it. I was going to yeah. say, you might, it might be slow for you, honey. Are you serious? Did yeah, you-, you and your 10 jobs. You probably made too much. This is facts. You are trying to be a caribbean queen i got the last one i got the 600 where's my other part I mean, yeah but if you started two. if you made more money since after then, that little collection that little period you, and if you filed i filed you had to, oh girl you were supposed to file you, so they could use your 2019 numbers you don't know nothing <laughs> oh my gosh Shade, the she's a finesse <laughs> she's a scam i mean i ain't getting no stimmy but i, I at least i know how it works damn i'm not gonna get nothing I was Googling last night. Where is my stimulus check? I just do it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Mexico. Anyways. Ah! Um, Big facts. Good luck. Um, love you guys for listening. And as usual, um, message us on Instagram. Email us at hello at Black Girls Texting. We read all the emails. So like always feel free to reach out. Um, and tweet us at Black Girls Text 1. And... Get some merch. I'm I was wearing about mine. to say, cop your merch. Len's wearing hers. Hey. My, my, merch, my merch is behind me. It's it's literally behind me. Look, but I had to look. I had to look presentable today for work because I was talking. Oh, to so people. our merch isn't presentable. Well, you know, people stay seeing me in a sweatshirt. So I was like, I'm gonna put on a blouse today. A little extra. Yeah, I was effort. wondering what those little things on your sleeves were. I thought you were <laughs> like a, a like an African like shawl at first. <laughs> 
thought you were maybe doing like a ceremony before you hopped off. <laughs> Bye. Log off. Log off. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye. ASCBD Perspectives is a new podcast series from the American Heart Association that portrays the journey of a typical patient through their various care settings after a recent cardiac event and being diagnosed with clinical ASCBD, atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. This podcast is intended to be a guide to educate patients on shared decision-making practices and provide examples of questions they can incorporate into their personal experience. It also helps clinicians understand different ways that they can empower their patients to become advocates and active leaders in their own disease. ASCBD is a disease that causes blockages and the vessels in your body. These blockages can cause heart attacks, strokes, or blockages in your legs. Listen as our patients visit their healthcare provider to discuss topics across managing cholesterol for ASCVD, what it means to have ASCVD, lifestyle modifications, and what they can possibly expect the first time they visit their doctor after being diagnosed with ASCVD. Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation is a proud sponsor of the American Heart Association's ASCVD Perspectives podcast series. Hear the ASCVD patient journey come to life across four episodes by visiting heart.org slash ASCVD. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.